Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Welcome to the zoo. With Sex Panther and Chubby Zebra. Hello everyone, it is Thursday night and that can only mean one thing. You're probably not watching NFL on Amazon, I hope, because it could be another absolute shit show. It's time for some college football. We actually got a couple college football games going on this evening, but I'm joined once again by my good buddy, over 20 years, Zebra. 20 freaking years we've known each other. It's time to talk college football. I feel like you're not as depressed this week as you were last week. Well, I wasn't until you threw my bears under the bus, so now I'm a little bummed. (laughs) Uh, I I think Justin Fields had a record last week when he threw for 208 yards. That, that might be his biggest passing game. You know what? Layoff. The guy's got no receivers, no line. Um, he's the he's the real deal. We're gonna we're gonna make him better next year with a big 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 amount of free agent cap space. And by the way, their uniforms tonight are gonna be sick. Are those the orange ones? Are they breaking out the orange? Orange with orange helmets. Oh, could make it almost watchable. Just for at least the first half. Uh, I, I've actually been a Trubisky apologist because of uh, how bad the Bears have been for, God, forever. Uh, I thought I read Jay Cutler as the all-time leading passer for Chicago. Is that right? Yes, you read that today. And Tom Brady in his 40s have more yards and more touchdowns than the Bears' all-time passing leader. So, yes, you did read that. And thanks for rubbing my face in that. I don't intend to. Well, all right, so let's flip the script because college football, you get a little boasting to do. We both had uh, awesome weeks last week. So uh, for the first time, really, this season, you get to take a pretty good victory lap. Yeah, three, one, and one. I, uh, you know, the the TCU doubler, uh, I was looking at what might have been 0-1 and one, but you found lines at Caesars that produced a 1-0 and one for me. So that made it a very prosperous week the zebra still seven games under 500 at 11 18 and one but we're coming back from that one and nine stretch and and we feel good about this week well you get to have us to have a winning streak you got to start with winning 
that win and you got week that week um i went five and one a pretty good week for panther and more important well i don't know more importantly but excitingly uh, the parlay hit the parlay that we put together uh it's the second time in six weeks so according to your math we're we're way ahead on the parlays we should just quit doing straight bets or at least i should um <laughs> and just contribute to the parlay and make everybody out there some money uh well probably probably something to that i i know arch hates the parlays but we've got uh what do we got nine games 10 bets we're on one together that is always scary so let's get this show on the road we're gonna start uh out in colorado california golden bears are going to go take on the colorado buffaloes i know you've got a a play on the buffs for their uh season total so uh, i'm really kind of surprised you may be fading this one a little bit but I'm a little bit familiar with the, the Golden Bears. Uh, they took on my Notre Dame Fighting Irish, gave them a little bit of a test in South Bend. Their woes have actually been on the road. They lost to the Irish. They lost to Washington State uh, just two weeks ago. So they've actually had two weeks to prepare for this game. Same for Colorado. Um, but listen, they fired their coach already, which I don't know if that's coaching. I don't know if the team just sucks. Well, we know the team just sucks. But you look at these numbers. One they're not playing incredibly difficult schedule. They're still only averaging 13.4 points per game. They're giving up 508 yards total on their defensive side, almost 300 on the ground. Now you could say, all right, they played air force. So air force skews that number, but the four other games you think would balance that out. So unless air force ran for 500, uh, that 300 is a gaudy, gaudy number. Um, California can run the ball pretty well themselves, 147. I imagine they're going to run the ball um, with I at running back just because Colorado sucks so much on the, the defensive side. This is not a bet on California as much as it is a fade of Colorado, and they've been getting obliterated so much. Uh, the line here is 50. It was less than that when I wrote it down two days ago, but we're up to 15 points. But still, so far this season, they haven't been within 15 points of any one of their games. I don't see it changing here. So I'm going to lay the 15 and take the Golden Bears. You know, Colorado was my favorite season total under three. I, I was, when we went over them back before the season started, I, I was saying, find me two wins on that schedule, let alone four. And 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 I do believe, I think I said you could potentially see 0-12. Now, here's what scares me. Colorado got rid of their coach. And my other, another underplay of mine, Georgia Tech was cruising right along, just mightily cruising right along for an under three and a half. And, and, and they, they fire their coach after a one and three start with the win being against Western Carolina. That's obvious. And then they go out and beat Pittsburgh on the road. They go out and beat Duke. And now they're one win away from going over the season total. That was a easy swim until they fired their coach. Hopefully the same thing doesn't happen in Colorado. And, um, I'm, I'm pulling for you. I'm, I'm actually rooting for an 0-12 season so I can kind of stick my chest out a little bit and and make whatever sound zebras make. <laughs> Do they neigh like horses? I don't know. Um, yeah, that's, that's – man, the way their offense is playing and their defense playing, it's, it still really looks like a really, really good bet. Um, that does that game for me. Next up, you're taking a look at the Bayou Bengals going down to the Swamp. 
Yeah, um, you know, we're not we're not afraid to shy away from big games. There's probably better plays on the board, and there's definitely better numbers on the board. But but we're going to take a peek at this one. You know, Florida's victory last week against Missouri was uh, rather less than impressive. Without an early pick six, the Gators might have leave the, lost the game. LSU, on the other hand, they were embarrassed in every aspect of the game, including including the uniforms. I mean, Tennessee came out in those smoky grays, so they looked bad as players, and they also look bad from the fashion police standpoint. Um, this game has the makings of a good buy low spot on LSU. Last week, they you know they were up against a very stout Tennessee run defense, and this week the Tigers should be able to lean on the run a little bit against a probably below average Gator defense. The possible loss of two offensive linemen for LSU is a little concerning, but I still think they're going to look to establish the run. Brian Kelly, although at you know Notre Dame and other stops, following a straight-up loss is 25 and 16 against the spread, including a very impressive 14 and 6 when that spread is a field goal either way. You know, you put all this stuff together. I don't necessarily like the number. However, I think LSU might win the game straight up, but but I'm not going to pass up the two and a half points. I'm taking LSU in a bounce back spot plus two and a half. You know, if there's one thing I've learned about Brian Kelly being a longtime Notre Dame fan is he fails majorly in, in those big games, and that was a big game against Tennessee. The ranked teams give him tons and tons. I just don't know if he just outcoaches himself um, because they were absolutely outclassed last week against Tennessee. Florida, you know, after that big win against Utah to start the season, um, has kind of looked mortal. You know, they lost to Kentucky by 10. They lost to Tennessee. There's no shame in losing to Tennessee in Knoxville. Um, but that that game, you're right, against Missouri, I really thought Missouri was going to pull that out. That's been two back-to-back games for the Mizzou Tigers where they had Georgia and then Florida on the ropes late in the fourth quarter. Um, this is, this is on paper, it, it sounds like a big game. It's LSU, it's Florida, but I really think maybe we're a little too high early in the season on Florida, maybe a little too low. I think I took the under on LSU, but it, despite him not really having his recruits in there, it looks like Brian Kelly is getting things a little bit correct. I think uh, Daniels should be able to throw on this uh, Florida Gator defense, but more importantly, I think they can run on this Florida Gator defense. Uh, they're giving up 186 yards on the ground. You're going to get a ton of moral support. I was really tempted, but I really think I just want to fade or just not bet on Brian Kelly all season long, but I'll give you moral support on those Bayou Bengals. There's a total of 50 and a half. You, you got any kind of information or lean on that? No, I, I, I don't. I guess if anything, I'd probably lean under, but that's, that's not even really a lean. That's more of maybe a, a slight like. That's a slight like. All right. Next game up, we're going to take a look at the Clemson Tigers are going down to Tallahassee to take on the Florida State Seminoles. I got to be honest, this this line seemed like it was too, this was like a no-brainer. And then the more I think about it, I, I think I'm just jumping into a trap here. Clemson's number four in the country. They do occasionally get tested. Uh, NC State tested them pretty well. That was uh, just a couple weeks ago. They smoked Boston College on the road. They were tested by Wake Forest. But you look at Florida State, who's now lost two games back-to-back. Really, really close game against the Wolfpack at NC State on the road. But I I don't understand the three-and-a-half. Florida State is okay. They have that, you know, the the one-point win against LSU. 
They beat a okay Louisville team. They smoked Boston College. So both of them have smoked Boston College. Boston College is not very good. Um, but the, the three and a half, I, am I missing something here? Like, why is it only three and a half? This feels like such an easy, easy play. Uh, I probably should be shying away from it, but I Panther doesn't avoid a trap. So I'm putting my money on the Clemson Tigers here. What do you think of this, Zebra? I, I'm feeling the same way you're feeling. Um, you know, you look at it, you think Clemson, Florida State, three and a half. That's an easy, an easy win. But, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna give you the moral support, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say you're going to get beat by the hook on this one. Uh, I see Clemson with a three-point three-point victory, maybe even in overtime, but I don't like this one. This one stinks to holy heaven. Uh, yeah, or, or Clemson loses it outright. <laughs> uh, next game up, Iowa State at Texas. Well, you just mentioned the word trap, and if there's ever a trap game, this has all the ingredients. Texas is coming off its most dominant win in the history of the Red River Red River Shootout. I will not be politically correct and call it the Red River Rivalry. A 49 to nothing shellacking of the Sooners and has a big showdown with Oklahoma State next week. So if there's ever a trap, Texas has fallen into it right here. Texas, they're averaging 40.3 points per game in their three conference games, while Iowa State has dropped all three of their conference games by a total of 11 points while only surrendering 18.3 points per game. The Cyclones, you know, they make other teams uncomfortable. They make them uncomfortable with their defense, and then they make uh, their fans uncomfortable with their offense because it it's just not there. Um, this one's obviously strength versus strength with Iowa State's defense and Texas offense. Texas is going to get the victory. But the spread, that that concerns me, the 16 points. Matt Campbell, everyone's darling, that take big jobs all over the country for the last five years and either never takes them or they never get offered. He's 30 and 17 against the spread. Is a dog covering by 4.8 points per game. He's 17 and 4 against the spread when he's a uh, seven-point or more dog. And he's 14 and 1 in conference games in those situations. Everything tells me to take Texas, but I'm going to call for the trap. I'm going to take Matt Campbell in his in his impressive against the spread record. I'm taking Iowa State plus the 16. This it's the 16, right? It's the 16 that kind of throws you for a loop here because Texas is four points away from being undefeated. They had Alabama on the ropes. They went to overtime with Texas Tech, lost that by a field goal, but their wins. Not, not just Oklahoma, West Virginia, um, Texas, San Antonio. Like they, They've smoked their opponents. And part of that has to do with the, the, the play of quarterback Chris Ewers. This, or Quentin Ewers, this kid can absolutely sling it. I got to watch some of that Red River um, game last week. And, I mean, this kid's money. He looks really good. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see what happens with that quarterback battle next year when Manning shows up. I don't think Ewers can uh, – go into the NFL quite yet. I'm not quite sure on that. But the Cyclones, off their, their defense is on point. One of the best defenses in college football. You mentioned that. But their offense, oh, my God, they're just almost like the Chicago Bears. Uh, nine points last week, 11 points against the Jayhawks. The Jayhawks barely even played defense themselves. Um, I think that's where I'm struggling is Iowa State being able to score has nothing to do with the Longhorns' defense, which is – not bad. It's not great, but they held Alabama to 20 points. 
either you're going to cover or this is absolutely, I mean, I, I think in this game, even the 16 points isn't necessarily a blowout, but I, I could see this thing getting completely out of hand and being closer to 24, 28 points. I'm leaning Texas, um, but that's 16 points. It just it was an uncomfortable number for me. Yeah, I mean, 17 is obviously much better. It's more of a key number, although these are really key numbers when you get up into the teens. But I just think oh, Iowa State, uh, they this is – they vote they're zero three in conference. They're going to show up in Texas. Yeah, they're going to win the game, but I just think this is a situation where they're riding a little high on themselves after that huge win. They got a huge game next week, especially if Oklahoma State beats TCU on Saturday. It's just a classic letdown spots, and we got to remember these are college kids. You know, nineteen to twenty two years old. Um, you know, I could be wrong and be looking at a you know fifty eight to six Texas win, but I'm taking the points. Uh, don't blame me. Don't blame me. All right, next game up, we're going to take a look at the North Carolina Tar Heels going take to uh, take on the Duke Blue Devils. Who would have thunk that Duke is actually, you know, they, they have they lost to Georgia Tech, they lost to Kansas, but they're about eleven points uh, away from being undefeated themselves. That Kansas game, we we kind of we were on that game. I believe we both bet that game. Uh, the loss to Georgia Tech kind of stings a little bit. You talked about Georgia Tech firing their coach. Uh, that was just last week in overtime. Um, but North Carolina, again, another Notre Dame opponent that I'm, I'm a little bit familiar with. But one thing that I like about North Carolina, one, uh, I love the quarterback, Drake May. Guy can absolutely sling it. He's at almost 2,000 yards already, six games into the season, 21 touchdowns and only three interceptions. This team loves to throw it all over the field, 500 yards of offense on a week-to-week basis. Problem for North Carolina is their defense is pretty abysmal. Uh, they give up a ton of points, averaging 32 a game and 465 yards. Now, as bad as that defense is, I just don't know if Duke is going to be able to um, take advantage of that. North Carolina is going to push the envelope. They're going to try and run up the score. They go and and score on every freaking possession. And I, I think that's where my head is. North Carolina is going to go out. They're going to score in the high 30s, maybe even the 40s. And as decent as Duke is playing, I just don't think they can play offense that consistently. Uh, so I'm on North Carolina. I'm going to lay the touchdown um, going against the Blue Devils. What do you think? Yeah, Duke, I mean, that 4-2 and record is very deceiving. I mean, they've beaten Temple, Northwestern, North Carolina A&T, and Virginia. Uh, I am a little surprised that they hung as close as they did with Kansas on the road. And losing to Georgia Tech is is unexcusable. So four and two against a rather pathetic schedule. It, it makes all the sense in the world to lay the touchdown in this spot. Yeah, it's a rivalry game, but if this isn't college basketball, the fans don't get that much up for football in Chapel Hill and Durham. I, I North Carolina is going to outscore them. I don't think Duke can hang with them. I I think this is solid play for you. All right, awesome. This is the time we're going to take a break. Max, why don't you put in a commercial for us? Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad if you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home bet the non-stop action of march madness with my bookie enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones 
or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we're back. All right, we're going to the second half of the schedule. We're going to start with you. You want to take a look at Kent State at Toledo. You know, Toledo's been your darling a few times this year, and they didn't shy away from non-conference opponents, giving up 77 points in the horseshoe, then heading out to San Diego and only losing by three to the Aztecs. The competition has helped prepare them for the conference play where they've had two big wins in beating Central Michigan and Northern Illinois while putting up a total of 90 points in those two games. The Rockets, their defensive numbers are inflated because of what the Buckeyes did to them. But in the other four games, they only allowed 4.2 yards per play. Toledo, they grade out as the 19th best run defense and 35th best coverage defense, which is needed this week because Kent State's offense can actually put up some points. The Golden Flashes, they rank in the top third of many offensive categories, having played a difficult schedule. You know, that included Washington, Oklahoma, and Georgia. So I'll give these two Mac schools credit. They they went out there and, they well, they cashed checks, but they also played some pretty good competition. Now, on the flip side, Kent State's defense, it's not so good. They've allowed 9.3 yards per attempt to Ohio and Miami of Ohio, and they played with a backup quarterback. I'm thinking this one's going to be points. The only thing that concerns me is the weather a little bit, and I think that's what's keeping the total down. I think points are going to be scored in this one. I'm jumping on Toledo minus the seven and a half and the over 61 and a half. I absolutely love that play. When we were going through our list, you sent me your list of games. I actually thought I was on this game. I know I looked at it. Uh, I don't know why I shied away from it. I think it was Kent State's offense. You know, they're, they're getting 437 yards per game, almost 28 points per game. They put 22 up against Georgia and Georgia's, you know, vaunted defense. They're one of only three teams since the beginning of last year that's put up over 20 points against the Bulldogs. Uh, So I felt like they were going to score against Toledo. Toledo's defense is markedly better than it was last year. And and like you said, 77 points can really inflate some numbers. And even with that 77 and all those yards that Ohio State put on them, their numbers still don't look that bad. Um, I'm kind of regretting it. I, but I've learned a thing with doing the podcast with Arch and Max is if I didn't write it down before the show or before we talk, I can't add it. So I, you're getting as about as much moral support as somebody can give you without actually betting it. I might just have to go to the book and uh, place a bet myself. So I, I do love this play and I like the over. I don't think the weather is going to be a, a factor, maybe a little 
windy, but uh, Toledo, both these teams can run the ball almost 200 yards per game for both teams. So I, I still think the scoring gets there. Yeah, I'm, the way I'm looking at this one, I think it's a split at worst. If Kent State gets the cover, uh, there's going to be points. And I don't, I don't see any way Kent State any under both cash. So I'm looking at a split at worst. Obviously, if you've got the ability to buy off the hook, you got to buy off the hook on seven. So, you know, if you're on a on a website or walk into a window or something like that, uh, look at it, look for the opportunity to buy that thing down to seven. It's probably going to cost you, you know, ten percent, you know, ten ten percent, fifteen percent, or something like that to do it. But it's well worth it, especially if the thing falls exactly on seven. Yeah, exactly. I hate losing to those hooks. All right, next game up, we're going to take a look at Memphis going to East Carolina. This is probably the game that, that just has me the most confused, perplexed. Uh, I, I don't even know what's going on here. Memphis is actually having a pretty good season. Four and two, they lost a heartbreaker uh, to Houston last week, a one-point loss. Uh, they, they had that game. It was, I mean, the guys were talking about it in the book club. This game just, the fourth quarter, an absolute collapse by the Memphis Tigers. Houston came back, I think it was like 20 points in the fourth quarter, going against an East Carolina team that, I mean, the record looks okay, three and three, but they don't have a quality win. South Florida, Cambridge, Old Dominion, like these aren't quality wins. They got blasted by Tulane last week and they took a three-point double overtime, uh, overtime loss to Navy. So now I think Memphis is far and above the superior team and they're a five and a half point underdog this line has moved at least a full point in the last two days against memphis it must mean the money is going on east carolina i didn't see anything about any injuries i mean there's got to be something going on here that stinks but i listen I, I think even if there's something that smells memphis if they lose this game still keeps it within the five and a half what's going on with this game zebra I don't know. I'm I've, I'm looking it up as, as you're talking about it. And uh, Seth Hennigan looks like he's playing. They've got a trio of running backs. They all look like they're playing. Their tight end, who's got six touchdown catches on the year, is playing. Um, I, I, I don't know. Uh, before you put your hard-earned money on this, I would definitely take a peek at this. I mean, it opened up Memphis getting a field goal, which kind of makes sense, and it shot up to five and a half right away. Uh, East Carolina's a pretty decent team, but I don't know if they're should be favored. It's kind of a dead number. I mean, if you're given five, if you're you know given five and a half, you might as well be given six and a half or three and a half because very few times do you see a game fall on on four, five, or six. But uh, this one doesn't make any sense to me. I'm going to sit back and 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 watch you know as the scores kind of roll in and and hope the hope for the best for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm completely perplexed by this game. All right, next game up. This is the one. We're both on this game. We don't talk about it beforehand. We just know we're on it. I don't know which side you're on, but uh, the Kansas Jayhawks are going to Norman. Take on Boomer Sooner, who is an absolute freaking free fall right now. You know, I don't even know if we can call it boomer sooner anymore. I, I don't know what adjective to put in front of it or adverb, but uh, you definitely can't call it boomer sooner because it's not booming at all. The last time Kansas beat Oklahoma on the road, the zebra wasn't even a father, and now he's a grandpa. There's been an entire generation that has not seen a Jayhawk football win in Norman. KU, now they're as good as they've been in over a decade, and 
OU, they're probably as bad as they've been in over a decade. Both quarterbacks are injured, and it doesn't look promising at all for KU's Jalen Daniels to play. Dylan Gabriel, on the other hand, sounds like he's going to be back for Oklahoma, but that's not 100% sure. If this becomes a battle of the backup quarterbacks, huge advantage for Kansas. KU has defensive end Lonnie Phillips, who's second in the Big 12 with six sacks. And, you know, he could cause some disruption to the Oklahoma offense. And, you know, if Gabriel is nicked up and he gets in there and, you know, puts that big body against him, you know, hopefully he can get up. Oklahoma's defense, on the other hand, they look terrible. And when I say terrible, I mean terrible. You know, Brent Venables is a defensive coach that must have absolutely no talent there. I do. I did read Oklahoma had like 40 departures from their football team. So he's he must the cupboard must be really bare. Oklahoma, they're going to have to the rest of the season be the old Oklahoma of old and put up, you know, like a billion points a game to, to even compete. And to do that, they need a healthy, healthy Gabriel. And I'm not sure he's a healthy enough to get them a win, let alone a cover. This one's for Arch. Give me Rock Chalk Jayhawk plus the nine points. You know, what's interesting is this thing was at about seven points when it opened, and now it's all the way up to nine points. Um, you know, looking at Kansas, you talked about the backup quarterback, Jason Bean. Jalen Daniels exited that game pretty early. Jason Bean came in and went 16 for 24 for 262 yards and four touchdowns against TCU. They really had a chance to win that game. Uh, if there's such a thing as a quality loss, that was it for KU. Oklahoma, I, listen, name recognition and getting fat off of an incredibly soft schedule to start the season, but you're right on that defense. They've given up 41 to Kansas State, 55 to TCU, and then the blowout at the Red River that you, you mentioned last week, 49 to nothing. And in that, not just blasting the defense, the scoring has gone down, 34, 24, and then zero. Uh, Kansas' defense had actually been playing – a lot better. They only gave up the 11 points to Iowa State, and I'm not going to hang them for giving up 38 to TCU. What used to be a defensive juggernaut with the Horn Frogs has turned into a very, very offensive powerhouse. I, I look. I think Kansas has a real legitimate shot to win this game. Uh, I, I caught a coin flip. I may even lean Kansas, but now you can give me nine points, even if they lose. Have we seen anything out of Oklahoma? that says they're going to beat this Jayhawk team by almost double digits. I have not. I hate our record when we agree, but I'm agreeing with you. Hopefully we can pick up one of those wins. Uh, give me the Jayhawks plus those nine points. Oh, I'm sorry, Arch. We put the kiss of death on your Hawks. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty much dead. All right, last game up. The Stanford Cardinal. Not Cardinals, Cardinal. Apparently that's a tree or a pope or something. Going to South Bend, take on God's team, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, who finally found an offense. Uh, found it against UNC, beat North Carolina 45-32, to took a week off, and then went to Vegas, had the two Christian schools out there in, in Sin City, and they looked pretty good against BYU. Um, listen, I like what I'm seeing out of Drew Pine. I like what I'm seeing out of the play calling uh, with Tommy Reese, they've got a little bit of a thunder and lightning thing going with the running back situation. Uh, so I really like the direction that Notre Dame is going. I, I 
you take away that Marshall, well, you can't take away the Marshall game, but that Marshall game is what has Notre Dame unranked. If they win that Marshall game, regardless of the score, they beat Marshall by one point, they're in the top 10. That's how sensitive these rankings are because nobody's going to kill Notre Dame for that loss at Ohio State. You look at Stanford, they're on a four-game losing streak. Three of those games were against ranked teams, USC, Washington, and Oregon, and they weren't really in any of those games, lost those all of those by double digits. They were in that game against Oregon State, lost that by a point, heartbreaker last week. But now they hit the road going against a Notre Dame team that I think is finding its offensive stride. The defense has, I feel like it's kind of regressed a little bit. The best game they played was against Ohio State. They haven't been quite as good. Um, they're giving up more points. The yardage doesn't look that impressive. They're, they're not giving up a ton of yards, but somehow, I don't know if it's just field position battle or whatever, but the opponents are finding their way to the end zone. Unless Notre Dame loses the field position battle here and, and can't keep Stanford deep in their own territory, I feel like they should be able to cover this. 17 is a lot, but Stanford's not very good. This isn't your Andrew Luck, Christian McCaffrey, Stanford. There's not a lot of talent on this team. I'm going to eat that chalk and lay the 17 and put it on my Mighty Irish. That's a big number in this game, especially when, when Stanford's strength lies on the offensive side of the ball. You're going to have to outscore this team. Stanford has put up some points. I mean, they they, they 27 against Oregon State, 27 against Oregon, 22 against Washington, 28 against USC. I think Notre Dame's defense is probably better than any of those, but not significantly better. I think Stanford's going to get points. And I, I would lean Stanford, and, and if anything – I'd I'd look to the over in this game would be my favorite play on it, but you know for for you and 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 all my other Notre Dame fans, um, I wish you luck. Um, it is much more fun to pick on you when the Irish are down, but I think that downness this year didn't last very long, and they've righted the ship. And with the recruits that they have coming, uh, I think Notre Dame's going to be a formidable foe and a regular participant in the college football playoff. Not in the top four. They won't be getting those buys, but you're going to see them in that first week in the playoffs and then probably in the second week as well when they get to the top eight. Notre Dame's going to be a top ten football team for for years to come. Uh, Coming from a hater like yourself, those are music to my ears. That will do it for week seven. Zebra, any final thoughts? No, I, um, you know, I, I know you probably aren't going to, but you know, you should be flipping on the TV for to Amazon here pretty soon and, and, and watch the bears take care of the commanders tonight. Take that point. If you got an opportunity. I don't, I don't think I'm going to be doing that. It's about already past my bedtime. Uh, all right. Well, before we get out of here, we got to give the degenerates the parlay that they're asking for. We got a chance to hit our third one. What is your stone cold lock of the week? Uh, the, the play I'm going to put on it. Obviously, we're both we're both on Kansas, so that's going to be one of the plays. We'll let you pick one. I'm picking Toledo over 61 and a half. I think that thing's going to be a shootout. Um, like I said, if, if Kent's going to if Kent's got any chance of winning that game, it's going to be because they have to outscore them. So uh, let's put Toledo Kent State over 61 and a half on that parlay. I like that one a lot. Uh, you know what? Of all the games that I picked. I think the North Carolina game is the one I feel the most confident about. So we'll take the Tar Heels minus that touchdown from the over of that Toledo Kent State game. And we're on the Jayhawks plus those nine points. I never thought in my life 
I would bet this many times on the Kansas Jayhawks. Did not see that coming. Um, everybody, we're hanging out on Facebook. We're on Twitter. But mostly it is the book club on the Discord channel. You guys get in there and you can shoot the shit with us. Call us out by name. We'll holler right back. But most importantly, let us know what you did last week, what you're doing this week. And when it's all said and done, kids, it's all make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners... Operators or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.